Welcome to A Walk in My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, McKinney Smith. Hey, Faith Walkers. Thanks for joining us in the A Walk in My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women strengthen their resilience muscle, own their stories, and conquer their fears so they can reach their goals. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. I just wanted to take a second to thank those of you that have gone onto Apple Podcasts and rated the show and left a review. And if you haven't done so, please do so now. And don't forget to subscribe. I'd love to read a couple of the amazing reviews that have been left for us. This review is from Kamali, and she says, Mikini uses her gift of communication to capture your attention. From the introduction, you are taken on a journey where you are encouraged to let your guard down and travel deep within to find the validation, courage, and self-love that is critical for overcoming many of life's circumstances. We have a review from Katz. I love McKinney's kind yet thought-provoking interview style. She always seems to give her guests something to ponder on. I also appreciate the variety of interesting women that she welcomes to her show. I'm always inspired and my cup is filled. So glad I stumbled upon this podcast. So if you have not left a review or rated the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and please do so now. For today's show, I decided to do something a little bit different. You guys keep asking for more of me. You want to hear more about my story and my journey. So there's been many podcasts that I've been blessed to be featured on, and I thought today I would highlight a podcast by Rabina Abramson Walling, And her podcast is called The Unstuckables Podcast. And I'm going to share with you the interview that she did on me. If you love what you hear, please head over to her podcast, The Unstuckables Podcast, and let me know what you think. Leave us a review. And don't forget to screenshot this week's episode and head over to social media and share it with your friends and tag us so we can share it. Welcome, everybody, and today you are in for such an amazing treat because I have this powerhouse, McKinney Smith, on with me today, and when I tell you that this woman is literally the essence of amazingness, you will you will find out in one minute. So McKinney Smith is basically a award-winning entrepreneur. She is everything. She is basically a crafted business coach. She helps with personal development and mindset. She's a four-time author. She's a certified Proctor Gallagher consultant from Bob Proctor himself. And she is also the host of a Walk in My Stilettos podcast. And I really want to always have that space to give people that ability to brag about their accomplishments. So McKinney, please tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> wow. Well, first of all, thank you for that amazing introduction and thank you for having me on Unstoppable. It's an honor. 
wow, you, you know, sometimes you, you try to remain humble. So when people ask you to brag about yourself, you're like, uh, where, where do I start? <laughs> um, well, start from the beginning. Okay. Um, where is the beginning? So <laughs> I used to sell real estate full time and I was like a severely introverted and, um, I, I was doing a real estate deal one night and I got a random phone call because my phone number was on the internet. And I had a guy who said that he loved my motivational tweets and he had an opportunity for me to meet Bob Proctor. And I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a a scam. So I said, buddy, I'm in the middle of a real estate deal. Can you send me an email? And he sends me this email with a picture of him hugging Bob Proctor and the invite to a conference room in Richmond Hill, Toronto. And I decided to go. Something in me said, you know, go. And I went and I had everything that could go wrong that day went wrong. I ran out of gas. I got lost. The babysitter didn't show up, like the whole nine yards. And I, I get there and Bob Proctor is standing at the entranceway to the conference room, inviting people in and welcoming them. And the gentleman that invited me from Twitter steps in front and greets me. And I thought, wow, okay, this is real. But it wasn't even a room of a, a, a lot of people. And I walked in there and there's maybe 30 people. And I was so shy. I was like, okay, well, everyone's already speaking to each other. Let me find an empty table. And I sat at an empty table and a woman came over and started speaking to me and asking me questions. And another young lady came and we were just having conversation. And the older lady said, wow, your story is so inspiring. You need to share it with my husband. And I said, who's your husband? And she turns around, she says, Bob, and calls Bob Proctor over. <laughs> So I love it. So I mean, I stayed connected with them. I was mentored by them um, for about a year. Bob Proctor, his wife Linda Proctor, and their daughter Colleen. Linda ended up writing the foreword for my first book, and my life has not been the same since. I've like become an, a personal development junkie since. I love it. I love it. So tell me, <laughs> tell me a little bit about your backstory, because you talked a little bit about how inspiring it is. Tell the, the listeners who you are and where you've come from. So I grew up in government housing in, in Scarborough to a single mom. And back in 19, I think it was 1988, she brought my grandparents up from Jamaica to live with us. So I had my grandmother who helped raise me, you know, walked me to school, made me hot lunches at lunchtime. And when we left that area, that community, my mom worked multiple jobs so that she could purchase a home. And when we did, I found myself in a community where I felt lost because everyone, you know, kind of went, pulled into their garage and went inside their homes and you had no idea who your neighbors were. But I came from an area where it was so much community and a lot of, you know, mothers helped each other out and watch each other's kids and stuff like that. So I kind of got lost and I got a little, I didn't get into, you know, illegal trouble, but I got into trouble as I got older. And um, I was in the mall hanging out with my girlfriends when I was about 14 and met a, a good looking guy. And we ended up being together for eight and a half years. I had two oh. beautiful children with him. And when I decided to end that relationship because I wanted more out of life and I was evolving and developing and he wasn't ready. I ended up later that year meeting the man that I ended up marrying who I was with for another eight and a half years and had my third child as my son. And 
I, I guess I kind of lost myself at that point. I didn't know who I was. I'd spent most of my life catering to a man. And Mm -hmm. when I filed for a divorce, it it took me some time to kind of find who Mikini was. I had a friend who said, who is Mikini back then? And I, I couldn't answer him. And I had to go through that journey. I had to do the work. I had to dig deep. And the work was definitely difficult. But after I went through that journey, I thought, oh, my God, everybody needs to know this. Everybody needs to know this information. Everyone's life can be changed. Everybody needs to understand what I understand. And that's how I got so passionate about personal development. Wow. And you you basically, like, I was listening to a podcast today with um, Pastor T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he was saying is we are so well-versed on superstars and celebrities, and we learn so much about everybody else. And that we're not well-versed in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you literally took a situation where, you know, you, you felt like your whole life was about somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you decided to step back and start to learn who you are. And yes. what a gift that is. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> well, no kidding, right? <laughs> and, and so tell me a little bit about what that journey of personal growth and development looked like for you. So in the very beginning, it was very challenging. I mean, especially if you're coming from a dark place or a place where you mm-hmm. don't know yourself or a place where you've spent catering to other people, you know, being a wife and a stay-at-home mom and all of that good stuff. But, you know, you would see positive things online. You'd see quotes and people say things and you're like, yeah, that's great. But yeah, that's not real. And I didn't, I didn't understand any of it. And I guess when you're not, when that's not your reality, it's, it's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. So doing the work um, in terms of making the changes in my life, making the changes in even um, separating from people or removing myself from environments or stop doing certain things, those were all sacrifices that I had to make to become the Makini that I am today. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that also included the words that I said to myself because there was a lot of negative self-talk. It was learning to restructure my habits. And it's a lot of the small things that made the bigger difference in my life. You know, some people think, oh, you know, you did this huge drastic thing, but it was like changing small habits at a time. Mm-hmm. And that just made the world of difference. And I, I think that especially like as a life coach, one of the things that, you know, I truly believe is the more change that somebody needs, the smaller the changes have to occur. Right. Because you can't shock the system. Exactly. So, you know, give give me a, something, you know, a, a tangible, um, let's say, what is the first thing that you did in order to pull yourself out of that dark place? Like, was there a specific book? Was there a specific um, interaction with somebody that really made you, you know, catapult yourself into that? Um, it was actually both of those things. So I decided to start reading because I had no mm-hmm. interest in books during the time I was in those relationships, I had no time. I was busy, you know, being handmaids to other people. And I started (laughs) reading and it first started with reading just fiction and I wasn't really interested. And I picked up, um, it was after reading, I mean, sorry, after watching the movie, the secret that was recommended by a friend. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. Bob Proctor's featured in the secret. And I ended up picking up the book, you are born rich by Bob Proctor. 
Mm-hmm. And I was on vacation with my girlfriends and I sat on the beach and I read that book and I had a whole bunch of aha moments about the wealth that is within me, the wealth in relationships that I have, the wealth in so many different things that I didn't acknowledge or recognize before, which forced me to start practicing gratitude, like physically writing down every single day the things that I'm grateful for. And I started to attract people around me that also contributed to making that difference. And online, Twitter, once again, I had met a woman uh, by the name of Carlin Purcell, and she is absolutely amazing. I ended up going to, yes, (laughs) she is absolutely amazing. And I ended up going to, I believe it was her first Heat Big Sister Talk um, conference or event that she did. And again, back then, super introverted and shy. I went by myself. I was nervous, didn't want to talk to anybody. But just connecting with her on Twitter, and she was super friendly, super lovely, so positive. And I went to her event, and all of these people just started coming over to me, interacting with me. And after that event, I said to her, you know, I want to know more. I want to do more. And we sat down, and we had lunch. And she explained to me that she was actually developing the modules for the Sister Talk Leadership Program. And I said, like, where do I sign up? And I signed up to be one of her very first mentors. And I took the program, but that required doing the actual work, digging into my past and looking at the things that were stopping me from doing what I wanted to do, looking at the things that were holding me back. And that was an emotional process. (laughs) But after going through all of that work, actually facilitating a program, we had, I believe we had 12 women from my program that graduated that year. And it was monthly sessions of helping other women through that process. That was life-changing for me. So having Carlin and Bob Proctor as my mentors has, like I said, changed my life. Wow. And it's so crazy because we literally have to break ourselves down Mm -hmm. in order to build ourselves up. And and I learned that valuable lesson last year um, when I realized that all my self-limiting beliefs were really holding me back into Mm -hmm. getting to the next level in my life. So one of the things I did was landmark forum. And, and again, you're, you're basically stripping your body and your mind and your spirit and everything from everything that's holding you back and helping Mm -hmm. you recreate your new story. So tell me maybe what you would tell somebody that's going through a transition of being in a very stuck situation. So they're in the grit, right? They're in that hardness of their experience that they're, they're experiencing in their life. What is one thing you would tell them? I think a lot of times when we're stuck, it's because there's so much distraction and we're so distracted by our current circumstance. We're distracted by the outside sources of what other people are saying or what, you know, other people are are telling us we should do take a second, be very still and think about what you really want. What is deep inside of you? What are you passionate about? What excites you? What excites you? What do you want to do? Because most people have gone to school and are in careers that their parents wanted them to do, or someone told them that they should do. They're not doing what they actually want to do. And because they're not passionate about it, they're not feeling it from within. That's why they're, they're not feeling motivated to actually do anything. Because Mm -hmm. our thoughts, feelings, and actions can contribute to our results. So if you're having negative feelings about the things that you're doing that's contributing to your thoughts, then you don't want to take action. Mm -hmm. It's a vicious cycle, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. So how do you you short-circuit that cycle? So 
one of the very first uh, things that I do with my clients is that very thing, which getting them to look at what do they want? What do they want their life to look like? It starts with visioneering, looking at um, and being very specific because you'll have people that will say, I want to make a certain amount of money and I want to serve. Okay. Well, exactly how much money do you want to make? It's getting people to really take a, a close look at their desires, their visions, their dreams, because people are very vague and that's why they're they're not getting the results that they want. So even when they give you a number of what it is that they want, okay, so where do you want to live? What kind of car do you want to drive? How many times do you want to travel? What kind of things do you want to buy for your children? What do you want to do? Actually calculate how much does that cost? Because sometimes the amount of money that you want to make, it doesn't equal all of those things that you want for your life. It's getting really specific about those things and breaking them down very small and then looking at what do you need to do in exchange to make that money because money is a reward for service. So what are you willing to do in exchange for that? And then breaking that down into smaller. So, you know, going from, okay, this is what you need to do. Let's break that down to the daily tasks, weekly tasks, monthly tasks. And what tasks do you need to, to delegate to somebody else who is an expert in that so that you could focus on the things that you do well? I love this. These are tangible tools, people. So we're, okay, so we're short-circuiting, you know, the cycle. And Mm -hmm. so how do you, how do they know when it's time to take action? And and here's the, the other thing with that. A lot of people with the whole analysis paralysis, they are waiting on something to happen in order to take action. They are waiting mm-hmm. on the perfect circumstance. There will never be the per- mm-hmm. perfect circumstance. You need to act now. Um, it, action removes doubt. Doubt removes action. So most of the things that I've even pursued or started at in life, I wasn't even certain in that moment <laughs> that it was time to take action, but I made the decision that I wanted to change. So mm-hmm. make, making the decision is the key. Because I've, I've learned from Bob Proctor that nothing happens until you make a decision. Because when you're mm-hmm. indecisive, you're allowing the energy to kind of move you back and forth. You're not, you're not moving you know, it forward in the direction that you want to go. So you actually have mm-hmm. to make the decision. And once you make that decision, you will attract everything to you that you actually need. So when I thought about being a coach after going through the process... I thought, okay, at the moment when I was approached to be a consultant for Bob Proctor, I didn't have the funds that it, it uh, that I needed to take the course. I was in a like I was dealing with a breakup. I had let my business go. I was like wondering where I'm going to get you know money from, and I was on the call and I thought, okay, I need to make a change. And he said, you need to make a decision. He's like, I believe you can do this, but you need to make a decision. The money is not going to come to you until you've made the decision. The money is that you that you need. It's wherever it is right now, but you need to make the decision first in order for it to come to you. And I made the decision. And I can tell you, it was a matter of maybe two weeks that I came out of that depression that I was in from the breakup. I had made the decision that I wasn't going to live in that funk anymore. I made the decision that I was going to become a consultant. I was going to do the course. My life completely flipped in terms of finances, mindset, everything, you name it, because I made that decision. So that's, that's the first thing. So (laughs) in two weeks, people. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I really believe in, and even in, in my business, and I really believe it, there's a power in decision. There's a power when you decide 
the mm-hmm. universe conspires to make it happen. Yes, that's right. So w- the exercise that you do with people is, okay, so what do you want your future life to look like? What kind of car are you do? That is literally taking a visualization, attaching emotion to it mm-hmm. and yep. creating it because you're already living it in your mind so that your body will follow, right? Yeah. Where attention goes, like energy flows, right? Yeah. Yes. So I love that you're able to say, okay, I made a decision. Yeah, it was a hard decision. Yes, it didn't come right away. I literally surrendered to that decision. Exactly. And we have to allow things to happen. I think a lot of people are in the mindset where they think that they actually have to work harder and they force things to happen, but force negates. So when you are trying to force something to happen, it's actually running from you. So you have to make room and allow things to happen. And and I think that was a hard lesson for me to learn is because I'm a doer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> if anything's to get done, I'll do it. Like I know mm-hmm. I can do it. And then I've had to learn to really pull back and allow what needs to take place, take place mm-hmm. and just trust the process. Yes. So, you know, even through, you know, me leaving my relationship and, you know, making a decision to start a business and to start another business after that one failed, it was me trusting that I needed to do something different to become something different. Mm. So based on everything that you've been through in your life and, and how you were stuck, what would you tell your future self when you are stuck in another situation? Because I truly believe that everyone is stuck more times than once. Oh, yeah, of course. Life. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and that's the beauty of even being in personal development is understanding that things happen. I mean, we all have, mm-hmm. have struggles. Things happen. Everyone has struggles. It's You get to the point where you learn how to cope and to push through it instead of staying stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would I tell, do you say what would I tell my future self or my younger self? Your future self. My future self. Be patient. Based on what you know now. Yeah. Based on what I know, um, I would definitely say be patient. Patience has never been my strong suit, but I've learned a key to being like a super manifester. One, it's about being in a place where you feel good, being in the higher vibration, because I think it's actually, they actually did a study on it. And you can manifest things quicker when you're happy or when you feel loved or when you're loving what it is that you're doing. So I had to, to learn that because I have my ups and downs with dealing with depression and anxiety. So I thrive when I'm feeling good. And then attaching that feeling good to service. And that's part of why I'm so passionate about serving because it's not about me. It's not ego. It's about helping others. And that's how we grow. And then my faith is a big thing for me and having the belief that things are possible. And I've seen, I've seen God work many times and come through in the last minute. So there's no doubt anytime I feel like I'm in a place where nothing is going to happen or I'm doubting, it's, it's remembering in the past all the other times where God has come through. So having that faith and belief and then the, the patience is the biggest part because we all want things to happen now. We want things to happen on our own time and learning patience and learning to allow things to happen has, I'm going to say it's, it's helped me calm down <laughs> because I mm-hmm. used to be really anxious because I wanted things to happen when I wanted them to happen. And sometimes we're not ready for them to happen. So we're asking for a thing, but we're not ready for a thing. And whether mm-hmm. that be because our own character needs to be developed because we're not ready or because whatever it is, is, is being prepared for us or what have you, but understanding patience. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's a characteristic that I've had to learn and I'm still learning. You know, I believe we all evolve over time, mm-hmm. um, but patience is a virtue like they say, right? So tell me what is on your night side table in terms of reading. <laughs> That's funny. I'm looking at them right now. Um, so both my night side tables I have I manifested books. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm staring at them as you're talking to me. I'm like, did she read my mind? <laughs> <laughs> so both my nightside tables have books on them. Um, one actually has a set of all of Bob Proctor's uh, books because he's been such a instrumental part of my life. So I've got the You Were Born Rich. I've got The Art of Living. I've got the ABCs of Success. And I've got It's Not About the Money. And I've got my my leadership training uh, curriculum <laughs> books <laughs> and guides. And then on my opposite night table, I have all of my books. All four of them. I love it. So tell yeah. tell me um, what what book that you birthed is your mm-hmm. favorite and why? I am going to go with the very first one, um, A Walk in My Stilettos, How to Get Through the Struggle with Grace. And that took me the longest um, because that, that one's a chapter book, but it's personal development. It's got tips, tools, and um, scripture actually also in there to help you get through your adversities. And the reason why that one is my favorite is because of the feedback that I got from readers in terms of how it changed their life and what it's done for them and how they felt so connected to the story that they felt that I was telling their story. So they didn't feel alone. Um, mm-hmm. So that the reason that that's my favorite is because of the impact that it's made on others and how they've been able to go out and serve. And and I love the fact that you took that book and then you developed a podcast to extend that. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your podcast. Okay. So the Walk My Settles book was me sharing my story. And the podcast is an extension of that because I help women to share their stories and to own their stories. Mm-hmm. So right. the podcast, I interview other women who are sharing their stories of getting through adversities because social media likes to show the highlight reel. And it's great that we can see other women being successful and we want to cheer for them. But a lot of women can't relate to that or they, they don't feel that it's attainable for them because they, they think that they're stuck in their issues and, you know, that woman doesn't have any issues. Her life is perfect. No, actually, mm-hmm. you know, I, I interview women who are politicians and entrepreneurs and TV personalities and all kinds of things, but they share their struggles with having to deal with in the past um, from whether it be sexual, physical, mental abuse um, I've had women that have come on and shared infertility issues. I've had women who have been in massive car accidents and been on like drug addictions and had to get off. Like there's so many stories. They, they deal with homelessness. So hearing how they got through their adversities, how they were able to get unstuck, <laughs> uh, to can, mm-hmm. continue to, to walk in their greatness. I love that. And so you're basically taking your adversities and you're paying it forward. And what I love is that, you know, it could be my situation that I go through in my life could be completely different from what you go through in your life. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we have many parallels. Yes. And so I want to know, what does your day look like? Give me an example of like how you start your day and how you end your day. Okay. So how I start my day. Um, my alarm goes off and I immediately press snooze, not so that I can go back to sleep, but so I can stay and meditate. I lay there and I do my prayers. I do my affirmations and I do my, my mental gratitude practices. 
And after I get up, I brush my teeth, have my coffee, I write in my gratitude journal because gratitude is such a, a big thing for me. So in the gratitude journal, you know, I write down the five things that I'm grateful for for the day and my three affirmations that I want to focus on. And then I take my son to school and I come back and that's where my workday starts. And between doing clients and consultation calls and what have you, you know, helping other women to own their stories and publish their books and produce their podcasts. And then I go pick up my son from school. And if I have evening appointments, then I do that. And my nighttime practice is um, at 10 o'clock, I have an alarm that goes off and that tells me, okay, it's time to wind down because I could literally sit in front of my laptop and get lost forever. Because um, <laughs> I, uh, To me, it's not really work. I love what I do. You love what um, you do. So I do. I do. So when my alarm goes off, it's like, okay, shut down time, Makini. Like enough is enough. And, you know, after I have my shower, I'll do my stretches so that I'm, I'm staying physically active because I, I used to have severe flare-ups from fibromyalgia, which is a an autoimmune disorder. And so I do my stretches and um, I go and I finish off uh, the last half of my gratitude uh, journal where I, you know, I I write down, you know, the highlight of my day and what I'm going to improve on tomorrow. And I say my prayers and I read and I go to bed. I love it. And I, the reason why I love people to see the structure of someone else's day is because you can figure out how simple new habits, Mm-hmm. can work into your life and around your schedule. It's all a matter of deciding to to change that circuit in your life and, and yes. to re- really just make space for a new you emerging. So mm-hmm. um, I, I also believe that, you know, we got to emulate greatness. And, you know, if you hear somebody that, you know, speaks something that really resonates with you, figure out what they're doing and start doing it. Because Definitely. we change when behavior is modeled to us. Right. So that is that is why I ask all my guests to sort of give me something tangible that they do so that a listener that maybe resonates with you can say, you know what, I really love your story. I love what you bring to the table. I love how you've transformed your life. Help me transform mine, even if it's Mm -hmm. just through some simple suggestions that you could make that will get me on that right path. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. To finish off, I just wanted to say that I am so grateful for you and all the servant leader work that you're doing because any person that is successful in life is all about what kind of a legacy they leave behind. Mm-hmm. And you're leading, leaving behind an amazing, beautiful one for so many others to follow in your footsteps. Thank so you. I'm so grateful you. for you. So I'm honored. Thank you. Podcast, no problem. So attached to the bottom of the podcast, I will have all of McKinney's um, social media handles at the bottom so that you can stay connected with her. And if you wanted to reach out and just get some more information, I'm sure she'd be happy to help. So thank you Definitely. so much for your time and your energy and more importantly, your inspiration to us all. Thank you so much, Rubina. You're amazing. <laughs> Thanks, love. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us. To all of you faith walkers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms and don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcast. 
Join the community of Faith Walkers and sign up for our weekly newsletter at awalkamystilettos.com. Be sure to grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And if you could think of one or two people that could receive value from today's show, please share it with them. Screenshot this week's episode and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at the Real McKinney Smith, and you can tag Rabina at Rabina Walling. Continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.